0: One of my favorite quotes from, you know, one of our favorite people, Tony Robbins, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's area that has actually really helped me a lot is when he says that change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And that has been so true in my own experience.
1: This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow.
0: We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen.
1: We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it.
0: If you're ready to make a change,
2: keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott.
1: Here's Scott.
2: The biggest showstopper of career progression isn't your circumstances. Nope. It's getting stuck in the trap of indecision and inaction. Only, it doesn't feel like that. Here's an audio guide to learn how to move beyond overthinking
1: in your career. Is this career change important to you? Is getting out of that job that is not fulfilling anymore actually important to you? Is finding work that fills you up actually important to you? Then, how quickly are you looking to make that change?
2: That's Philip Mianco. He's our director of client success here at HTYC. He's the one that talks to every single person who reaches out to schedule a conversation, who needs help. He's, he's one of the first people that you talk to. Every week, he talks with someone. Actually, let's be honest. Uh, multiple someone who begin to overthink their options. The hardest thing for us to see is people who are waiting too long, they end up staying in limbo and don't make a decision to be able to move forward with their career and ultimately with their life. It's super hard for us because we know what's possible on the other side, but it is something that happens all the time. And then people will call us like one or two or three years later, sometimes even more than that, and say, hey, okay, I'm finally ready to move forward. As it turns out, Philip recently had a conversation with one of our coaches, Charissa Sebastian, that we recorded about this very topic. So we've decided to share this conversation with you today. The biggest of which is we'd love to be able to spare you some pain by overthinking, because it turns out that all of us on the team are recovering overthinkers.
1: That's exactly what I like to say. I'm like, I'm a recovering overthinker. Because my coach helped me at the time, kind of work through. She's like, "Philip, you know what? We're actually, if you keep diagnosing and calling yourself an overthinker, you're more likely to keep overthinking." So I usually like to go, "All right, I'm a former overthinker. We have moved past this." And today, you know, one of the things that Sharissa uh, and I are helping all of our listeners break down is if you find yourself kind of stuck in this overthinking mindset of what ifs or will this work out or things like that, we've got some tools, some systems, some questions that you can go through to be able to take one step forward and move the process and take some action. So whether that's, <laughs> we're speaking directly to careers, but this can apply to lots of places, whether you're trying to decide what you're going to watch on Netflix that night, what are you going to have for dinner that, that even in my case this last year, when buying, when kind of buying a new car, the same principle holds true. And really it's, let's stop taking so much time. Let's get right to the decisions and really move to that next stage. So it really becomes more of a question of how do we help people on our team break out of these overthinking states and really starting to decide what's the most important thing for you. And hint, it's not more thinking. So just in case if you thought that, it's not going to be more than that. So Sharissa, I guess my question, or at least my first question for you is How do we actually help people decide what's important enough to then make that decision? How do people, if someone's right now, they're going through the stage of, oh, I just don't know what to do. I know what it looks like. How do they know it's actually important enough to to do something about it?
0: Oh, that is a great question. And one of the things is just to basically take a quick imagery of where they are right now. Um, As I speak from my own experience, when I say this as well, the times where I, you know, where I had needed to make those bigger changes, where it's. It took a little bit more effort on my part because it was a significant change. I had to really be honest with myself. I had Mm -hmm. to take where I was and really understand, okay, what is so many things that go into this, but basically, why is it important, right? So to even ask yourself, start by asking the question, like, why is it that I'm even contemplating this? There's a reason why it keeps coming up. There's a reason why you probably keep coming back to the same decision point over and over again Um, and being honest with yourself to say, okay, do I really want to just stay where I am and ignore this? Or do I really want to lean in and explore this a little bit more? It doesn't mean that you have to make this giant leap, Um, but even just, you know, making the decision to be open to exploring it can sometimes um, really help. One of my favorite quotes from one of our favorite people, Tony Robbins, that has actually really helped me a lot is when he says that change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And that has been so true in my own experience. And that goes back to, you know, just really being honest with yourself where you are and saying, okay, is this decision really gonna help me get unstuck and get away from something that, you know, that I don't want or move me closer to something that I really do want. Mm-hmm. And when that pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, that's when that decision needs to happen. And you know, and that's when you go through that that next step in the process, which we'll be talking about.
1: I think that's so important because it's for a lot of people that I see right now, and I talk to one of my jobs here at Happen Your Career is I gotta to talk to everybody who we earn the opportunity to work with, but everybody who who we comes through the door. And what I often tell people is like, hey you know sometimes being in a really bad situation we know that's not that great we know we need to to be leaving that job we also know on the other on the flip side of that when we have a really really great position but sometimes i deal with those people who are right in the middle of that who are not in a bad situation enough but actually not in a good situation either and i think you hit the nail on the head of like ultimately when do you feel like you need to be making that decision when the pain becomes just as bad that you know that you have to leave. So I think that is a really interesting kind of next question I have for you of how do we help people or how do you help our clients or when you think about people who are in this stage of really trying to decide when to make that decision? You mentioned, you know, having more pain than the actual situation. So how do we help decide people how quickly they're looking to make that decision and what happens if they're not ready?
0: Yeah, so one of the things that I think is so important in this stage in the process is just thinking about, like, if this is something that's kind of nagging on you, like, it keeps coming up over and over. And, like, day after day, you have this little thing, the little voice in your head that keeps saying, Well, what if, you know, Mm -hmm. what is this for? What if there's, you know, what if I'm missing something? And if this is constantly going on, first of all, that causes you stress, right? If you're in this place where you maybe you have a a job that's not that, you know, not bad or anything like that, you're just kind of chugging along day in and day out, but suddenly you hit this place in your career or, you know, in your job where it's like, this is not fulfilling me quite in the way that I want, to. and maybe even you maybe don't know why, and it's difficult to articulate, and that's fine. But if you get to that place, and there's this constant like voice in your head saying. But what if or should i explore this and those questions keep coming up for you, and they don't go away that is probably a good time <laughs> to yeah. start to really look into okay what do i need to do with this how do i even start that exploration so that i can get into a place where i can make the best decision for
1: me i think that's so important and it's almost like if it's not that important to you right now then it's let's move on let's move to more to other kind of more important things and it's so funny because Even creating this podcast today, I was actually overthinking all the content here. I'm like, okay, wait, what do we help people do? How do we get people to that? And so many times when I get to talk to people who are in these overthinking states, it's they've kind of almost driven, drove, whatever, whatever the English phrase is. is, So please email me back and let me know the correct English. I have typos all the time. But more importantly, it's how do we help people to kind of move past that move past all those thoughts into that decision because they drive themselves crazy and they know it is what i often find overthinkers tend to know that they're overthinking and they've already thought that they know that they're overthinking and it just goes always into those next stages
0: that's so true and i know you are really great at this at walking people through this and helping them to navigate the space so i would love to know like from your perspective how do you help people figure out like is this really important right now
1: Mm. That's a really, really good question. I think it's a lot of the points that that you said of really, honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're jumping on a call with me, if in some realm, you know that this change is really important, it is important to you because at the end of the day, when I tell people it happened in your career, one of the biggest things that we do is we help people get really clear on what they want, both in their lives and their careers, and ultimately make the behavior changes for that. And if that's important, if getting to the life and the career that you want is actually important, awesome. We know that is, let's actually make the change for it because we all have so much time on this earth and it's more important to keep moving towards that instead of staying stuck where you are. And if it's not at this time that's okay too. We're here when you're ready. It's more important that progress comes from action. It's the same, that we. there's a very intentional reason why Sharissa and I are talking on this podcast because we both like Tony Robbins and say what you will, whatever opinions you have about him, but there's a lot of good nuggets in there. And one of the biggest things that he says is clarity comes from action. And he has another phrase that says, and you can let me know if I got this right or wrong, Sharissa. it's a uh, stay in your head, you're dead. We have to take these specific actions Or we have to be able to get out of our hands and go into massive action because that's where clarity is going to come from. And before we get to that point, we have to really decide, is this actually as important right now? And if so, what will you commit to doing differently? If we know that at the end, we're looking to get a different result. If you know that what you're doing right now is not working, then inherently we need a different result, which then creates a different behavior. So we have to be behaving differently. And to do that before that, we have to have good mindsets. We have to be in a good emotional state. But I know for me that if I didn't have good sleep the night before, if I didn't have lunch that day, for me, if I haven't exercised in a while and I'm just feeling kind of pudgy, and that happens for Philip, that's a word that I use on myself, pudgy sometimes. Anyways, if I'm just not feeling good, then generally I'm not gonna make good decisions. So I'm usually thinking about, all right, what creates a good situation for Philip? But at the end of the day, how can I put myself in a good mental state of feeling prepared, feeling awesome, feeling joyful and playful and awesome and all those types of things? And usually for me, that means I'm taking care of Philip. I'm doing things like getting good sleep, eating good meals, getting exercise, having good conversations, going outside, all of those things. And that puts me in a mindset to ultimately, I can decide how I want to behave because I'm going to get different results. Because most of the time when I'm talking to overthinkers, they're so often in the state of they just keep trying the same thing over and over again. I've looked for so many jobs on Indeed and I just... I keep coming across the same things or man, I just keep trying to think about this over and over again. I hear them say, and they go, I just, I can't get past it. So how we help people really decide and get to know what's the most important to them now is this big enough change that you really would want to create the life that you're looking to have, even if we don't exactly know what that is. And if not, that's okay. But if so, which usually it is, what will you commit to doing differently? And I, part of that comes with priorities, right? We have, there's a whole bunch of things that we help people do, but at the end of the day, we only have so much time. There's only 24 hours in a day. So I guess that's an interesting question back to you, Sharissa. How do we help people determine their priorities? How do we help them like get to the point where, okay, this is the first thing I'm going to do, or this is actually what's most important to me. Once they've decided, yeah, this actually is the most important.
0: That is something that, I mean, there's a a number of different things that go into that. And one of the things I want to actually go back to for a second is something that you mentioned in terms of clarity, because I think that is so important. Because a lot of times, overthinkers can get into the space and spiral because we don't have that clarity. We're not sure, you know, maybe there's that uncertainty of like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. And it's not clear to me. So therefore, you know, I'm going to keep spiraling until some magical moment happens and then there's clarity. Um, So being intentional about that and knowing what those priorities are and being able to say, okay, based on what I know about myself, what's important to me. um, And then also the other part of this is starting with the end in mind, which is so important and getting clarity on that. So in other words, What based on what we know about ourselves and what's important to us and all of that, what is going to be ideal or as close to ideal as we can possibly get and getting clarity on that. And then it's so much easier to kind of work backwards from that Mm -hmm. to say, okay, now what are the steps we need to take to get us closer to that in a way that's going to fit who we are as people, but also fit our lifestyle and the amount of time we have. Because there's so much that goes into this whole process to help you get over that hump of the overthinking, right? It's the priority, it's the clarity, it's all of these different things um, that Philip mentioned earlier as well. Um, that all comes together and being able to pull all those pieces together just makes it so much easier. But then it's all about the action at that point, right? There's, yeah, there's only yeah. so much you can plan before it's like, okay, it's go time. Like you've got to take the action before you start to build the charity. And then that's how you really get this momentum going really quickly.
1: I think one thing to point out too, I was reading a really, really interesting article in preparation for this. It's from James Clear, and he wrote a wonderful, wonderful book called Atomic Habits, and it's all about habit change. And it was my most recommended book for 2019. And the reason is because he, pun intended, is that his actions are incredibly clear. And he wrote a very interesting article about the difference between motion versus action, meaning that if you're really looking to get to the stage, if you're really looking to get a new career, there's a difference between applying for 20 jobs on Indeed versus actually having a conversation with somebody who's doing the work you're looking to do. The motion is we're just going through the motions of what job, what we think job change looks like or what we've been trained to do or research things. Because that's where overthinkers also get caught up too, is going down the research rabbit holes and just researching something in death and going, all right, I've convinced myself that this being an astronaut Is not going to work. So I'm not going to do it because I believe it. So I'm not going to head instead. But okay, I'm going to go research another rabbit hole and then do that again. When in all reality, the best thing to do is actually take an action. Can you go? And I'm just using astronaut as an example here, but can you go talk to an astronaut or you talk to somebody who's been in space or can we talk to somebody who's worked at NASA, whatever those things might be? Because that's going to get you so much better information than all the motions. And smart people like overthinkers trick themselves by doing a lot of these motion activities, getting exhausted there, and then kind of having the cycle of stuck, keep going around and around, when in all reality, we just need one action to do to bring focus to go, hey, is this something that could work or not work?
0: Yeah. And it definitely comes down to like knowing how to do that, right? Like how knowing how to take the right action so that you're just not spiraling into um, the motion. I love that. That's so powerful, the motion versus, yeah. (laughs) So I would love to know how you pull up in your in your conversations, how do you help people break down that decision?
1: Yeah. And I just to add on what you said too, because I, I think it dovetails into this, which is we have to work backwards, right? We have to go, all right, what's ultimately the most important to you? What's that ideal state that we're going to? As much as can that we know about that, essentially what's our end goal, right? just like building a house buying a car i had to, that's i was overthinking that this last year but whatever that end state might be how do we work at, uh, backwards from there and more often than not with everybody that we're working with what we often hear is that it's always a lot of work but it's ultimately the most fulfilling we go all right what's the really the end goal that we're looking for and how do we chunk those pieces out and basically give yourself sprints so the easiest way to think about it is if, if you've ever heard of Scrum, it's a different, it's a way of productivity. But one of the practices they do is they break things up into two-week sprints. That's just an example, but you can maybe do one-week sprints or things like that. But if we know we have a huge goal at the end, we essentially want to break that up into what's one thing you can do over these next two weeks and making sure that action is clear on what exactly you're looking to do. So in the astronaut example, that might mean, I'm looking to have one conversation or send five reach out emails to one astronaut, not research a whole bunch of other things over here, but actually what's one action that's going to take you closer to your goal. And then having that over a two week chunk timeframe, and then doing that again and again and again. And what that does, it makes things actionable. It makes things clear because you're also defining when those things will happen. But also, this is going to allow you to basically test things out over time. Because I think, Charissa, you had a a wonderful point of, I think, the fears and the potholes that people get into are, okay, wait, what if I become an astronaut, but then I hate and I realize the spacesuit doesn't fit that well. And then I'm stuck being an astronaut and I'm back again in the same spot again. And it's more about, actually, it's not a zero or 100 kind of game. It's more about how do we take one step forward. I might be beating this horse to death, but you can hear me keep saying it's more about just moving ahead in little bits. And we chunk these things out and each of the chunks is clear and possible because that helps a lot of different reasons. Uh, Research in psychology supports a lot of these points, but more about it is the motivating factor of having these small wins along the way. And for overthinkers, if you're stuck in this state, if you've been here for such a long time, it can get exhausting and depressing. You just get apathetic because you're just like, I've just exhausted myself. So we kind of give yourself permission to kind of put those things to the side and let's chunk it out and do what's one thing we can do to move forward when we know we have a big goal. Because that's an all reality when Charissa and I are helping our clients and everybody happened to your career and people we've helped in the past. And even to this day, we help them do big things. And how you do big things is little bits at a time.
0: That's right.
1: So okay. <laughs> it, it's funny because people, you know, they get into the research rabbit holes or they are afraid to commit and they get those what if decisions. Where do you find, Charissa, people get the most stuck or what are some like, like, at this point in the conversation, I bet a lot of our listeners are like, okay, I'm here. I'm moving one step forward. I got you. But oh, wait, I've got all these fears popping up that blah, 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 blah. What are those that we generally see? Or what are some of the biggest ones that we see trip people out?
0: Oh, yeah. So this is, this is a good question. <laughs> um, one of the biggest ones, I, I think, is this wanting to get it right, wanting to make sure that everything is is perfect. (laughs) And like, you know, you've done all the research and so you want to, you know, check all the boxes and then go back into the research if you have any kind of doubt. And so we get into, again, that, that spiral, right? We keep going kind of like, two steps forward and, and 10 steps back <laughs> because we keep second guessing and questioning and then and doubting. And so one of the things, and going back to actually what you said earlier, which I think is so important to this entire process is mindset. Like you have to go in um, to this whole process in the right mindset because if you are trying to get it perfect, if you are waiting for some magical moment to take action, it's never going to happen. You're going to keep, you know, staying in that spiral and it's going to drive you crazy and it's going to increase your stress and it's going to have negative impacts on your health and so on and so forth. <laughs> but one of the ways to kind of Break that cycle is to realize that you have a choice of you know what you allow your mind to think and to believe, and so being in that growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset is so important. And what I mean by that is a growth mindset is where you you know as you're taking these baby steps you know at a time. First of all, you're celebrating progress along along the way, which I think is so important. I always tell my clients even. spending five minutes on something in a day, you know, like you celebrate the heck out of that progress because it really helps with the, build the momentum. But going back to the growth mindset is realizing that every little step you take is one step closer. Even if you, you know, take that step and you're like, oh, nope, this is not the right thing. Like that astronaut suit that you're talking about. Oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> Okay. then that's fine. then you have a learning and you've learned something that you didn't know before you took that step. Yeah. And so now, you know, You know it's just as valuable to know what you don't want as it is to know what you do want. Through this whole process and taking one step at a time and celebrating those, you know, the baby steps along the way, you're going to learn and develop so much, which goes back to the growth mindset of being open to just learn and knowing that every opportunity that you have, every call that you have, conversation that you have, every bit of research, everything is leading you closer and closer to where you want to be. Even if you feel like you're hitting a dead end and then you have to backtrack and you have to go another way. That's still informing you uh, you know, along the way. And so having that growth mindset of like every single step that I'm taking is leading me closer versus being in the mindset of like, if I do this and I fail, then that's a waste. It's not <laughs> a waste, never a waste. Yeah. You're always going to build on what you know. Um, and I, we speak a lot about this, especially with our clients who are making transitions in their, you know, It applies to that as well when they're transitioning from one type of career to another. And that's one of the things I always say to them is you're building on it. You don't ever have to look at that and go, oh, I just wasted the last 10 years of my life mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever it is. So even if you're in this overthinking space and you've been in this overthinking space for a while, you haven't necessarily wasted that time. But you also don't want to go like, you know, a couple of weeks down the road or a month or even longer than that and look back and go, oh, yeah, I just spent all this time overthinking when if I had taken the action, I would have been, you know, that much closer. So being in that growth mindset of realizing that you're going to celebrate the progress. No matter what it is, you're going to celebrate the progress. But you have to commit to taking the actions. If you don't, you're just going to keep going backwards. Um, It's like that analogy of like the quicksand, right? So yeah. The more you stay in overthinking, um, even if you, you know, your, your mind could be telling you, hey, you know, we're doing the right thing, all of this. But the more you don't take the action, the quicker you're going to sink into that quick turn. Mm-hmm. And that actually brings me to my next point, which I think is also a big part of this, is the support and accountability. So raising your hand when you need help, whether that's having a conversation with someone, whether, you know, whatever support you need or having somebody even hold you accountable to mm-hmm. take the, that action is so important. So going back to the quick analogy. If you stay in the overthinking mode and you don't raise your hand, well then you're gonna keep sinking deeper and deeper and you're not gonna get any, you know, any further closer to your goal, basically. But if you raise your hand and you like, you know, are open to somebody helping you out of there, whether it's even just a, you know, a conversation or saying, hey, you know what, I'm gonna to commit to this action and I'm gonna check in with you and make sure that I, you know, actually take this action, even if it's a tiny baby step, that's gonna get you quick out of that quicksand and much faster on the way towards what it is that you really
1: want. It's so interesting because there's a tons of research. Read a bunch of books, but more of I think about when I talk to these folks. It's almost like they're driving themselves crazy. They know that they're doing it, and it's those resistance pieces that uh, Stephen Pressel talks about this in the War of Art. And it's such an interesting point because it can just come in here and can convince us of like, hey, if you do this, you're going to screw everything up. And really, at the end of the day, all these things are figure outable. These types of choices you're going to make. It's not at the end of the day, you can always uh, reverse those or come back to that. We're not making heart surgery type of decisions here with these, with these commitment types of things. So to recap a little bit, if we have to go through these whole steps, it's one, deciding, is this change actually important to you? And, in, and specifically, if you're listening to this podcast with careers, is this career change important to you? Is getting out of that job that is not fulfilling anymore actually important to you? Is finding work that fills you up, actually important to you. If it's not, that's okay. Come back when it is or go on to something else. If it is, hint, if you got this far in the podcast, it most likely is. If it is, then how quickly are you looking to make that change? Knowing that the sooner that you can get on it and the sooner you can start, the better because we only have so much time. So is this actually important? How quickly are you looking to make that change? Cool. So, and then going from that standpoint too, is, is it really, is it important to do that now? So making sure that if you are committing to doing that, if it's the right time, that you put yourselves in good states, that you're taking care of yourself, but really deciding to make the choice that it is important to you. From there going, all right, finding fulfilling work is really the most important thing. I'm committed to doing that. Then it's defining what are the biggest priorities when it comes to that of like, really, what matters the most to you? Fulfilling work looks different for everybody, but what matters most to you and what's going to matter the most to you, your family, whoever you have in your life, or it's just you, whatever that might be, to find those biggest priorities for you next. Most likely those are big things, especially in career change. So if we know that whatever those big priorities are and that end goal is, we break those into chunks, into timeframes. So how can you help make that big goal of the thing that's really important to you, break those back up into chunks And then making sure that you've got this plan, we call it internally a plan for inevitable success. But how can you make sure that this plan is all sound and ready to go? And sometimes that might be bringing an accountability person, that might be bringing in a coach, that might be bringing in a friend, or how do you know where the triggers are going to be for you so you do not get stuck in those places? Trista, is there anything else to add to that? Did I cover everything or anything else to, to add for our overthinkers out there?
0: No, you totally nailed that. I think you covered everything. But one other thing that I would love to add, if, if I have a couple seconds. Yeah, go ahead. Is something I call like a future casting exercise with my clients. And um, this helps in so many ways. But basically what this is, thinking about you know, taking yourself out of the current your current situation and the overthinking and all of that and, and basically saying, okay, if I were to project myself in the future, whether that's six months down the road, one year down the road, whatever that time frame is, what would I be proud of myself for doing right now in this moment that maybe I'm not doing right now or that, you know, that I really want to do. So basically what I mean by that is um, looking to your future and your future self and looking back at where you are right now and saying, What decision do I need to make now that my future self is going to thank me? So Mm -hmm. that helps to get us out of this zone of overthinking and saying, okay, if I could do that, what decision would I make today that one year down the road, I'm going to look back and go, wow, I'm so glad that on this date, (laughs) I made that decision. And then I, you know, I took action on it.
1: I love that. So going away from today, you might be thinking, okay, Philip and Sharissa, I've got everything I need to know. I know the steps what's something I can do today? Which is a great question, Overthinker. I very much appreciate that question. So the one thing that you can do today, and I've been saying this a whole bunch, is move one step forward. So right now, take out a pen and paper. let write down one thing that you can do to move one step forward in, in the thing that you're looking to do. It might be career. It might be not related to career. But write down what's the one thing that you're looking to do. And if you're not sure what that is, Then schedule a call with myself, our team, and we can help you do that. But whatever that one thing might be to moving one step forward, set a schedule for when you will do that. So, again, that might come into the two week timeframe, but when will you be doing that in the next week, in the next two weeks? Set a date for that. If it's helpful, share that with an accountability partner, share that with a coach, share that with somebody who you trust that can hold you accountable to that. Then be specific. So, if we are clear about the action that you're going to take. What will you do? What does done actually look like in those case? You're not just researching. You're not going to go look for companies that might be a good fit. No, no, no. We're going to look for five companies that are in this Austin, Texas area that fit this space. We want you to be specific because done is better than perfect. And then set the end date. So when will you have this accomplished by? So three steps, schedule that action define what that action will be in specifics and then make sure you have an end date for that. So if it might be a whole bunch of steps in there, chunk those out. And when will you be looking to complete that by? So today, take an action, put a date on it. And if you have any questions or like, Philip, I'm still getting stuck. We have a whole team here to help you. Myself, Sharissa, we have a whole bunch of other people here too, but a self-diagnosed, well, now I think former overthinkers, we can help you through the process. So Sharissa. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. I very, very much appreciate it.
0: Oh, you're welcome. This is so much fun. And for all you overthinkers out there, you are not alone. And it is absolutely possible to get, you know, to get through this and to get, the, get to the other side, um, basically. And definitely speak with Philip. He is an absolute genius at this. And so it's super easy to talk with him. <laughs> so he can absolutely help you. And of course, you know, the whole team is behind you too. So if you need anything, like Philip said, we are all here and yeah, we're with you. We're here to support you in any way that you need.
1: Perfect. And we are committed to moving you one step forward. So thanks again, Trisha, for coming on the podcast and thanks for all of our listeners today. So we'll see you on the next episode and, uh, I handed this back over to Scott.
2: In the very next episode, you're going to hear from Vicki Meng. Vicki also, as it turns out, <laughs> has been an overthinker in the past, but on January 2nd, 2020, Vicki sent an email that completely changed her life.
0: That email was literally the first thing on my mind when 2020 started. And that's why it was on January 2nd, because January 1st is a holiday. And I think I already drafted that email, maybe at the end of December.
2: Exactly one year later, to the day we're releasing her story right here on the Happen to Your Career podcast to help her celebrate and share the details of exactly how she made her seemingly impossible career change. All that and more right here next week on Happen to Your Career. By the way, if you want to send your own email and be able to and get your career change started, then just drop drop it directly to me, Scott at Happen to Your Career. Scott at Happen to Your and put conversation in the subject line, and we'll go ahead and connect up with you and figure out the very best way that we can help support what you're trying to do with your career and help make it much, much more possible. All right. All that and more right here on Happen to Your Career. And we'll see you next week. Adios. I am out.